Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Hello, podcast listener, and welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Chris Lockhart. And joining me, I have two of my co-hosts in crime. First up, we have Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? Good. It's about time I got in on one of these. It's been a while. Well, yeah, you were busy with uh, with your con, but we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, we have Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kevin? I was not busy with anything. <laughs> yeah, you were busy with your with your test. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you were so busy you forgot my, my, about my, it. My, my my test, the flat tire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, I remember seeing that. Um but yeah, so for in con for context for our listeners, Kevin was studying for uh a test for at least a couple months. Um but uh well it was two weeks ago you you did it now now you're good well a little over a week ago okay and initially we were told that we won't get the results back mm. for seven to nine months oh wow that has now been shortened and now i only have to wait till march <laughs> is it is it like a, like a lawn form type of test like you're writing out answers and stuff Oh, no, no, it was like multiple choice questions. So there was a, oh. it's a state, state test, it's a state job. Uh, there was a three hour window to take the test. Uh, sorry, three and a half hour window. I got done like about two, two and a half hours and I was scared. I'm like, oh my God, mm. did I mess up? You know, <laughs> but other people were done, you know, sooner than I was. And some people are still around. I was right in the middle for it, but it's it <clears throat> like one of the big ones around here and, and, my own ignorance for not being aware for Canada. But like, for example, one of the big state tests that's given all the times is for a corrections officer. Mm. Yeah. So they, they have a test they got to take pretty much anyone that wants to, you know, apply for the job can come in and take that. And then like one of the last times there was like tens of thousands of people that took the test throughout the state mm-hmm. to just, you know, see if they would qualify for it. So, for mine, for the library spots there, 
it's not really like a, and this is nothing against any other job, but it's not really a walk off the street with the knowledge you just have in life to do. Like it kind of specified. Yeah. So most of the people taking it are taking it because they already have the spot and they just need to pass the test to be locked in. And then you're set, Mm -hmm. you know, until retirement pretty much. Yeah. There are a few random people though. They're just like, you know, taking state tests for whatever the reasons are, you know, there are some people. So pretty much I just have to score within a certain rank for my area. Okay. Because like where I live, like someone from New York city, for example, is not going to say, Oh, I want to pack up everything I have and move to nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) You know, for this job. Yeah. in, In theory, as long as I'm in, the top ranking once it comes out for my area i'm okay yeah but just my own um anxiety neurosis depression you know uh whatever if i ever sat on someone's couch and you know paid them money to listen to me talk Mm -hmm. um whatever it is i can't let my anxiety and stress go for it and say i'm sure i did a great job and i'm sure everything will go well just way my brain is i'm gonna stress until i hear yeah, well, that's there, and yeah, I I would be too, um, but uh, I'm sure you did fine. I'm I'm sure you'll you'll have passed, and and uh, things will be great. But yeah, it just sucks that they have to make you wait so long, especially if it's not like, um, you know, law and answer. I, you know, like I is, is no, it, there's there's a, there's a review process. So let's say everyone hmm. that took it got a question wrong then there's a panel that reviews the questions and sees if they're fair and might remove those questions. So now that mm. answer's removed from the scoring as well. Huh. Interesting. Now there's a whole process for it. I guess, yeah, it's it's a whole new world for me for this. <laughs> yeah. Because I've done those, uh, like, multiple choice ones where you got to, like, circle the, or uh, shade in the, the circle and, and all that. And usually, because it's computer generated, they just scan it and then they know right away yeah but yeah if they got to review everything then yeah i guess that would take some time but uh, it's it's in god's hands i just gotta let it go and cross my fingers for it yeah well i'm sure you'll do fine i'm sure but (laughs) um so lillian uh we had mentioned that uh you were busy with a convention it was uh pentacon yeah and uh how, how, how did that go uh, it was a it was a good whirlwind. Um, I I actually for the first time in seven years actually remember most of it. Nice. Uh, I normally am in such a tizzy that all of a sudden I blink and the weekend's gone, which is the worst feeling ever. Um, but it went it went really well. Um, we ended up getting a t- an $8,000 grant from the BC government to mm. purchase streaming technology. Oh. And we were supposed to practice with it at a, at a convention in August. But unfortunately, um, there was a fire and, and that never happened. So this was our mm. first time actually like using the tech. Yeah. And so we had some learning. To- <laughs> but, uh definitely uh it was it was good um next year we're renting the entire venue instead of only half of it okay so um we just it's funny because the timeline like 
uh, the city just had its grant process and we asked for um, an extra in-kind grant for the venue because of the fact we're taking on more overhead. Mm-hmm. And the city gave us more, which is nice because then we can just relax a little bit. But it's still a big undertaking. Now we have an entire massive space that we have to put content in. Mm. So I'm pretty excited about that. And as much as people are like, oh, you've got time. And I'm like, no, our next convention that we have to be marketing at is in three months. Oh, jeez. So I get like in between Christmas, like I just applied for a grant today. Mm -hmm. uh, And then I've got another one that I'm looking at. And then we've got schedules we're planning, marketing stuff, um, prepping everything. And it's like there is no break when you – it's a one it's a one weekend event that takes 11 months to organize. I bet. So that's why I podcast cuz it makes me sane. Excellent. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you here. Um No, that's that's awesome. And uh and congratulations on that. I know it's a lot of work. It's it's the hardest part honestly is fielding people's questions like, "Hey, could you get like Nathan Fillion out?" I'm like, "Do you want to give me a couple hundred thousand dollars to have him out?" Absolutely, I will. Yep. Yeah, we would love to have about. I mean, but he is not cheap for a weekend. Like, one of our guests was heading down to Arizona for a convention where they they had the entire cast of Scooby Doo, and they were telling me mm-hmm. how Freddie Prince Jr. had canceled a week prior, and he had to pay a fine. But at the same time, his his guarantee for the weekend was a half a million dollars. Holy wow. shit! Could you imagine getting paid a half a million dollars just for two days? Wow. Yeah, it's funny you say Freddie Prince Jr. because um, at my job today, uh, we had uh, someone come in from from another province that came to uh, uh, tour our facility, and I didn't really notice it until like because you know he was in hard hat and 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 coveralls and all that kind of stuff, but what, when we uh, went for lunch afterwards, and you know because we had to take all our or hard hats off and all that stuff. I I was like, man, that guy looks like Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> like he he looked so much like him. Um, like a young, like a like I want to say like mid two thousands Freddie Prince Jr. Um, but yeah, it, it's just funny that you said that because I was just thinking about him today because of this person that I saw. Um, all right. Well, for this uh, episode of the Pop Culture Pub, we are talking about dating pop culture introductions. Uh, But what we mean by that is when dating someone or married to somebody, you know, we may be married to them now, were we introduced to something in pop culture we hadn't known before? Um, So I asked everyone to bring two examples. Uh, So I'll kick it off with one of my examples. Uh, first up, uh, I had an ex-girlfriend who introduced me to the TV series Gilmore Girls. And even after breaking up, I continued to watch it. Um, so yeah, like I, you know, back, you know, this is early 2000s. I'd seen the commercials on the WB about Gilmore Girls. And I thought it was like a, you know, a girly type of show. So I was like, I'm not going to check that out. And then I started dating my ex, or yeah, my—I was gonna say one of my exes, but an ex. And she was like, that was her appointment viewing. I think I can't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday nights that they used to air. The Global used to air like um, 
reruns of it on a different night. So anyway, that's how how I got into watching Gilmore Girls, and I just um, fell in love with uh, uh, is it Lauren Graham, the 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 yeah. actress who plays the mom. Uh, I just fell in love with her. I just and it's funny because like some people just don't like her, but I I love her. I just anything she's in. She was in Bad Santa, the first one. Um, she was I she was in a few episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I loved seeing her there. Um, but I just I mean this was her role. This is what she was made to or meant to play, and um, she just did a fantastic job. And it's funny because. Recently, I've been catching up on some YouTube retrospectives on on certain you know TV shows that I used to watch, and one of them was Gilmore Girls. And I totally didn't realize, you know, at the time as I was watching this, how toxic her daughter was. Like she she was really not a good person. I thought she was sweet and stuff as I'm watching the show, but it's like kind of like when I went back and like when when they had um, Brian Cranston on the final episode of Better Call Saul, and you realize just how much of an a-hole Walter was at the end of Breaking Bad. I, uh, at the end, I could never start that show just because I'm like, I don't like you. I mean, nothing against the actor. Love him. But that that show I could never get into because I was like, there are a million better ways to deal with this situation. Yeah, there there is. Um, but it, you know, it, it it's a it's but, a it's like a soap opera, right? Like, but there's been a lot of TikToks recently about Gilmore Girls and just Rory's uh, toxic nature. Yeah, and just but that was a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of shows from the '90s, early 2000s, where the behavior that we once thought was acceptable, we're going looking at it, going, no, just mm, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, and and I like. Which, did you watch the new part of like the the new the, when the girl course came back? Yeah, twenty sixteen the the four part. Yeah, and the season that one I, where Rory yeah. was actively helping him cheat, and I was like, nope, nope. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, yeah, she was really yeah, and at the time I didn't realize it until looking back at in this retrospective, I'm like, she really wasn't a good like she was definitely what we would refer to as a Gen uh, is a Gen Z um, or a millennial like the, like that generation whereas we I mean the, sorry <laughs> I was going to say we like the the, the one actress was bad or the character the character oh, okay <laughs> yeah no the, the the actress who plays Rory uh, she's a good actress like she I I know she did a season on Mad Men and I've seen her on other things before um, but the, the character of Rory, just not, not the mom, the daughter. Yeah. She okay. just, she was very toxic. L- Lorelai was fantastic. Like she actually, you know, she was a teenage mom who came from, you know, rich parents, but she basically cut them off because they were, you know, they were embarrassed by her that she got, you know, wet out of, or, uh, wet, uh, uh, pregnant out of wedlock and all that sort of, sort of stuff. And she became like a small business owner and she built up stuff for herself. Um, but when, but then when her daughter got older and she wanted to send her to a private school and give her all these advantages, that's when Lorelai, you know, uh, got in contact with, um, her, her rich parents to kind of open these doors for Rory. And then, yeah, Rory just, you know, like at, at first you think she's so earnest and 
sweet and stuff. But then when you, you know, in retrospect, it's like, no, she really wasn't. Like, she was really toxic. Um, and not a very good person. Um, yeah, because she, you know, like uh, Lillian said, like, she was cheating with uh, her ex-boyfriend who was down married to a different woman. Um, and, you know, that's just not a good thing to do. But... You know, it is it is a primetime soap, so you got to have, you know, characters doing, you know, despicable things so, you know, people can live vicariously through them. Um, but Lorelai was the, was the one that, uh, the mom was the one I wanted to uh, aspire to, you know, uh, because, you know, she was, she was just good. She was a good role model and funny and kind and, and did well for herself plus she was very beautiful and being a young 20-something guy i was like i would totally date her if i could um and i also loved edward herman who played uh grandpa gilmore um he was he fat. was oh yeah loved him in richie rich that's the first time i saw him and i was like immediately when i watched gilmore Girls, i'm like i like you yeah i love that guy his voice and and he was just such a caring Nice grandpa, you know. The grandma, I didn't really care for so much, but I understood, you know, she was the mom from Dirty Dancing. That's how I best knew her prior to this. But Edward Herman, Edward Herman, Edward Herman, not Ed, yeah. Anyway, I'd seen him on, like, commercials and different, yeah, movies and stuff. He did some Law & Order episodes. Um... He's just a great actor all around. And unfortunately, he passed away prior to 2016, so he wasn't in that Netflix Four Seasons um, series of movies, I guess. Like, they were hour-and-a-half-long episodes that took place each in a season. Um, but it's hard to believe it was 2016 already that they did that. I'd love them to do another season, but... And also, the show introduced us to... Introduced the world... To Melissa McCarthy. This was her pr prior to her, you know, uh, bridesmaids. I loved her character so much. Yeah, I, uh, Suki was Suki. Yep, everything. Yep, and she had a she had a nice romance with with her her boyfriend, and yeah, and she did show up in the 2016 version. Like they like there was speculation yeah. that she wasn't going to show up, but she showed up. I think in the third last one. It was my first time seeing a bigger person who was not just the, like, she was the one of the funny friends, but she mm -hmm. also had really good storylines. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, like, when she kind of blew up there and, um, you know, like, Bridesmaids and I'm trying to think all these other movies that she's in. My, my wife loves Melissa McCarthy. She, uh, she'll watch anything. And, uh, but she never, she had never watched Gilmore Girls. And I'm like, well, I knew her 20 years ago, like, before, you know, she became, like, this famous movie actress. Um, she was in Gilmore Girls, and she was awesome. I loved her in Gilmore Girls. She she was, like, the, the best friend that everybody would want. If you, like, she was, like, Lorelai's best friend. But she would, she would tell Lorelai how it was. Like, if Lorelai was doing something bad or, you know, not wise, she would be the first to call her out on it. Um... And, and we need friends like that, you know. But anyway. Um, but yeah. Um, my uh, local drugstore is actually selling um, uh, 
stuff from from Gilmore Girls. Uh, like it, you could buy there's it because Luke's like that's the diner that they go to, and also Lorelai's uh, love interest throughout the show, and then I think they got married or something. I can't remember. Um, but he would serve coffee in those big cups, right? That say Luke's on them. So now at the one store in my town, they, they sell them those coffee cups, but they got, they come with a candle inside. So I guess you got to melt the candle down in order to use the cup. Um, but they're a little pricey. So I'm like, uh, I, you know, I'm kind of hoping they go on sale. Maybe I'll buy one. Um, but that's what I got for my first one. Gilmore girls. And, uh, you know, and I thank my, my ex Amanda for that because, you know, she got into it. I, I honestly think, cause if one thing you'll notice when you watch Gilmore girls is Lorelai and Rory speak very fast. They're fast talkers. And my, as ex, all ADHD brains are. Yeah. And my <laughs> ex Amanda was also a very fast talker. So I think that's why she gravitated to that show because it reminded her of how she talks. And uh, every time I watch that show, show I think of of uh, of her and and uh, the many conversations I didn't I couldn't participate in because she wouldn't let me get in a word. So, um, all right, Lillian, uh, what do you have for your first example of something that uh, someone introduced so... you to? I had to think for a little bit because there's so many things, but one of the most important and one of the one of the one of two very prolific things that I'd have to say was my boyfriend when I was uh, 15 introduced me to Star Trek. Oh, and I only started watching it because I wanted to be able to talk to him about it. Mm. And of course, I fell madly in love with Wesley Crusher and the rest is history. But um, it's something that I remember years later when I was I mentioned something and he was like, oh, no, I, I don't want, I don't have time for that anymore. And I was like, how do you not have time for that anymore? How is that physically possible? Well, yeah. Oh, it, but, it, it uh, happens sometimes for guys. Um, traded Star Trek for the Canucks. For the Canucks. Yeah. What's the Canucks? Canucks. Oh, the Canucks. I the was Canucks, like, that, that hockey team that always. Oh, was. I thought you were saying Canucks. I'm like, what no. are the Canucks? Like the, you know, like the Connect Fours. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't like myself. Like I, I've never given up Star Trek. But during my, you know, early twenties, you know, dating girls, it really was like I, this is just my perspective at the time. Now I think I was an idiot. But it was my perspective. I, I, I can't. Ha I can't have comic books laying around. I don't want people. You know, I don't want these girls seeing that. You know, thinking I'm a comic nerd. <laughs> so I kind of retired from comics for a little bit during the dating times. Let the women change you. Uh, yeah, I guess. But at the same time, I was still watching like Lord of the Rings and when the start. You know, the prequels are coming out. Like I didn't. You know, I didn't hide that. But I don't know comics. But then, con you know, I kind of yeah. It was, came to the point where it's like, eh, do I spend $80 on comics or do I spend $80 on taking a girl out to dinner? Hmm. And it depends on the girl, depends on the comics. I know, I know. <laughs> I think I made some bad choices. I should have, I should have been, <laughs> I, I should have got that Walking Dead number one when it came out. 
God damn it. You know, and, and, and I just, I remember, and I remember seeing it in the comic book store thinking, well, I, I hate zombie movies. Like, I, I'm not a zombie guy. I'm like, why would you make a comic book about zombies? Who's going to buy that? And man, am I kicking myself in the ass for not picking up that number one. Silly, silly Chris. But, uh, anyway, uh, I think I hijacked you, Lillian. Um, did... No, you did fine. It was basically, <laughs> once upon a time, there was a boy. Oh, and Star he mentioned Trek, yes. Star Trek, and they were that. That's I've loved it for twenty three years. Did Did he ever get back into it? Do you know or? Nope, nope, not really. Well, you know, it. But it sounded like he was a TNG guy, so you know, yep. maybe, um, maybe it was our one of our first dates was um the first contact movie. Oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, so. Maybe. Well, I, I and and that's also around the time when I think a lot of people stepped away from Star Trek. You know, it definitely had. I mean, I never really got into Enterprise, but yeah, I still desperately love the series, like anything Star Trek. Yeah, because I mean, back in the back in the day, like um, when when TNG went off the air, Deep Space Nine had a good following, but it never did Deep Space or uh, TNG numbers, and neither did Voyager, neither neither did Enterprise. So that means that people left. At some point, for whatever reason, but I mean, you know, Star Trek is a brand. It's like Law and Order. I'll use Law and Order as an example. I watch Law and Order. I watch Law and Order: Criminal Intent, but I really don't watch the other guys. I kind of just, you know, and it's not that I don't like Law and Order. It's just I don't want to watch it all. You know, I pick and choose what I like. Maybe that's what happened. But anyway. Uh, Kev, what's uh, first up on your list? So, I, I just need to add, because of Lillian's story there, like, oh, this boy likes this, so let me give it a try. This wasn't one of my picks. It's going to be like an honorable mention. Uh, like, 7th okay. or 8th grade, um, all the girls were watching 90210. Mm. And I just wanted any reason to be able to talk to girls. And I was like, they're all watching 90210, so I'll watch it too, and then I can talk to them about it. And that was the only reason to watch it and pay attention to anything, and then I ended up watching it for a few years. Yep. Understandable. Yeah, so it wasn't wasn't that I was dating someone and they introduced me to it. It was, let me do this on my own to try to find some way to talk to women. Smart. Yeah, it was so, just like a form of a uh, research kind of thing. In a way, yeah. But what um, you both got me with talking about Gilmore Girls, though, uh, especially with the because I've only seen a handful of episodes, but it's the dialogue that got me. I'm like, this is ridiculously smart. Mm-hmm. It's so smart. It's so fast. It's so well done. And what it reminded me of to be horribly sexist for a moment here. But I'm like, this is like a woman version of Kevin Smith in a way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, so my pick is an ex introducing me to Kevin Smith. Um, so it was in high school and <laughs> this is horrible. A uh, girl I was dating 
um, I blew her off one night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, like, stay at home and, you know, have dinner with my mom or something like that. Completely blew her off. And it was because a group of my friends were going to the movies and I wanted to go with them. So, and it was, it was a mix. It was, um, we were part of this uh, group in school. So pretty much everyone was like, I think we had a meeting after school and then everyone decided we're going to go to the movies after. And I was like, all right, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go home and try to get hold of my girlfriend and make a plan and do this and that. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm doing other stuff tonight. So get to the movie theater and they all pick a movie that like I had already seen. But by now I'm there with them. I, I rode with someone else. So it's not like I can just leave. And I'm like, all right, I'll sit through this boring movie again that I can't stand because they've none of them have already seen it. But halfway through, I'm bored. I get up and I head to the bathroom. Then I'm like, I'm going to just wander around the theater. So I'm popping in to see what movies are playing. And I pop into one. This was like the, the second run, smaller indie theater thing. Yeah. And they're playing a movie that I'd heard a little bit about and seen a little bit on MTV and a little bit in Wizard Magazine called Mall Rats. And I... Yes! I pop in, I'm like, this is funny. This is good. I should have gone and seen this movie. I wasted my money on this other one. I gotta see this. And I hear laughter, but not laughter for what's going on in the movie. Like, random laughter. That's familiar laughter. I look down to my right, and there's my girlfriend... (laughs) Hanging out with her friends, too. So we both blew each other off to go to the movies with different groups of friends and didn't tell each other about it. Days of before cell phones, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is like when when Mallrats come out, 95. Yeah. I love Mallrats. I love that movie. Yeah. So it's like, well, what are you going to do? I blew you off. You blew me off. I'm here. You're here. Like, it, it cancels each other out at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we just kind of had a laugh about it. So we're talking later on. She's like, you would have loved that movie. You absolutely have to see it. And of course, like, I, I think it was like the last night it was shown at that theater. So the idea was, all right, as soon as this is out, you know, like I have to watch it as soon as it's out on VHS at the time. So came out in VHS. I think we went and rented it from Blockbuster. I fell in love with the movie immediately and I'm buying everything. So I, I, I copied it because, you know, I couldn't buy the copy of the tape at the time. This is when tapes were still expensive, unless yep. they were Disney ones. So I made my own dub for it. I found the CD at the mall. I bought that immediately. Like, I, I was just deep diving on all of it. So I'm playing the CD for one of my friends. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we've heard this song. We, uh, one of the songs on the Mall Red CD we heard on wrestling. And I was like, oh, we I, I found the song. You know, we heard it and all. And he said, what's that from? I go, oh, it's this movie, Mall Reds. you got to watch it. This guy's named Kevin Smith. He's in comics and all the dialogue. So funny. He goes, hang on a minute. Get in his car. We go to Blockbuster. And he's like, have you seen this? There was a little movie called Clerks. Mm. <laughs> and then it was all over for me after that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was me wandering in. Her, the girl I was dating in high school, I don't know if she felt guilty for ditching me for a movie I would enjoy or if it was just funny or what. And that was so long ago. I don't remember exact details. And it's not like this is someone I could call up and text and be like, hey, can you remind me of this story? You know, there's no no contact or Mm -hmm. anything. But... 
yeah, if if it wasn't for this random weird night of ditching each other and her, I guess, feeling bad about it, I don't know that I would have been introduced to it. Despite, you know, the comic reference and, and mm-hmm. like I said, Wizard Magazine and everything yep. else. It's like something I knew about it, but something wasn't clicking as far as I want to see this. There's just one piece missing there. And her introduc- introducing me to it was that missing piece finally. I completely understand. I, I'm just going to go on a little tangent with you here, Kev and Lillian. Um, yeah, I remember reading, because they used to pull ads in like regular comic books, too, where you'd see Jay and Silent Bob promoting yeah. something. And I'm like, who are these guys? Like, these guys are kind of annoying. You know, like, I, I didn't get the humor, like, on, on the page. And then, yeah, they'd be in Wizard Magazine, and and then I remember... Um, you know, when Kevin Smith went to go write Daredevil, like that was like a big coup and everyone was talking about it. And I'm like, I, I don't even know who this guy is, you know? Um, and then I watched Chasing Amy. I think Chasing Amy was the first one I saw, which is not, in my opinion, a good start to a Kevin Smith. If you, if you want to No, it's definitely like, you need to, you need to get the flavor of his comedy. Yeah. It's one of my favorites, but yeah, I like it now. It's just at the time I'm like, why is this guy, you know, like suggesting a threesome with his buddy? Like I, I just, like it was just, (laughs) I'd never seen anything like that before. So anyway, I was like, yeah, this sucks. I didn't like it. And then it was my sister. Um, a, a couple of years later, and I'd seen like, cause he showed up on like at the time, like in the late nineties, we used to have a late night talk show called Mike Bullard. Um, on he was on comedy. Holy shit! I forgot about him. Did you Did you watch the the you guys watch Mike Bullard down there too? I mean, like, not it, it, it's not like it was like Degrassi level crossover, but very often he had guests that the American shows didn't have. Mm. Um, so I'd be flipping through. I'm like, Oh, he's got a better guest on than, you know, Letterman or Leno or whoever hell was on at the time. Yeah. And yeah. He's... I was like, Oh, I'd much rather watch who he has on. Yeah. He had some, he had some really good guests. Um, just, it sucks that, uh, CTV sold, because they sold this show to global or another network in Canada. And then global, like, torpedoed it it like lasted half a season i think or something it just sucked but it was unfortunate but mike bullard yeah i used to watch mike bullard every night he was my guy in the late 90s and he would have kevin smith on and kevin he was funny like when when you get him on stage um you know he's telling stories and stuff and it's hilarious and it's like eh, maybe and then i watched dogma and i was like i i, I don't get what's going on here like i i i I, I just didn't get it. So oh, anyway. come on. It's amazing. Lemetatron is the most beautiful thing on the planet. Uh, honestly, I I that's I did go back and rewatch it years later and enjoyed it, but I haven't seen it in a few years. But anyway. I, I can quote that movie. Script. Like, it's like, oh, dear, I have a problem. Nice. So, did you go to the Lethbrid convention when um, Jason Musa was there years ago? I, I've met Jason Muse in Edmonton. Uh, oh, he's but, so lovely. Oh, yeah, he's super cool. Oh, yeah. Nice um, guy. I was helping with the convention, and we were both walking in after on Sunday morning, and I was like, dude, 
I'm so dead. And he has a satchel mm-hmm. that he just kept Red Bulls in. So he just handed me one. I was like, here you go. I was like, you, you need to sign this for me later, too, by the way. <laughs> but he just happily has he has Red Bull. And I don't know if he now does, if he still does. But that was my favorite thing is he just had a satchel full of Red Bull. Well, I, I think that's his because, um, you know, he's an addict. Um, some addicts gravitate to other things with their addiction and like Red Bull and, and is one of them. So anytime, I guess anytime you're itching for a drink, you just grab one of those instead. Um, maybe that's what it was, but yeah. So anyway, it was like in the early two thousands, um, well, 2001 when Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out and my sister bought it. Um, and I was over at my mom's house and she's, you know, I bought this movie. It's hilarious. And it's like, Oh, it's those Jay and Silent Bob guys. Uh, she's like, but I don't know, like we went out for lunch just prior to that like her her and some of her friends and and the waitress that i knew at the restaurant was talking it up she's like that's the fucking best movie of the year like that you know so funny and all that stuff so i sat and watched it and yeah i was blown away i was like i don't get all the references but i know i know there's something more to this so then i retroactively went back and watched clerks so i understood all the clerks references and i was like that was brilliant because you can watch Clerks and then watch Jan Silent Bob Strike Back again and be like, whoa, like this is amazing. And then I watched uh, Mall Rats. I couldn't buy it on DVD, so I had to buy it on VHS, one of the one of the last VHSs I think I ever bought. Um, and then, yeah, I, I rewatched Dog, or uh, uh, Chasing Amy. Got some of the references in that movie now that I didn't understand at the time. And then Dogma, and then yeah, I've I've have been a Kevin Smith fan ever since. But you know, it was thanks for the most part to my sister, uh, not somebody I dated, obviously. I mean, we live in the country, but we're not that hillbilly. Um, and yeah, it's I've been a Kevin Smith. I mean, I, I don't love everything Kevin Smith does. I mean, there's some some uh, movies that I just choose not to watch just because I you know like those. Uh, uh, yoga hosers or whatever that movie mm-hmm. I'm like nah I already know that's not going to be good there's a line like I don't do a lot of like stoner humor I can't do stoner humor mm-hmm. I just think it's stupid but for some reason dogma and mall rats I, I had a special like there's room for those like I just love them so yeah. much and, and- even his newer stuff, like I know, like the Jay and Silent Bob, was it Jay and Silent Bob? Are old reboot? Reboot, yeah, um, yeah. Get old as the podcast, but yeah, the reboot wasn't the greatest. But I did lo- appreciate some of the cameos and some of the things that they were doing. Um, but uh, it was Clerks Three, like a lot. Like I don't know. I've heard some of my friends and. People I know saying they were disappointing in it, disappointed with it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, you know, spoilers. Uh, you know, this movie came out a year and a half ago. But the original ending to the original Clerks was Dante getting getting shot and killed. So for him to end in a in a like where Don, you know, spoilers again, Dante dies in this movie. So it 
to me, it made sense. It's like, you know, if this is going to be your final Clerks movie and that was supposed to be the original ending, you know, but at least this way, it's, you you know, it's a nice ending. Like, he's going to heaven. He's going to be with his, his, his wife and his daughter again. You know, a lot, you know, because Kevin Smith was raised Catholic, so there was a lot of Catholic undertones here. Like, you, you knew he was going to a better place in this movie, so I, I was happy. You know, I like that. Um, but anyway, um, who, who are we on next? So Kev, I, I hijacked you. <laughs> and then, so that was your first one, right? So now it's my go, I think. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the next one I have is, um, uh, uh, my wife and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but, um, and I can't remember whose topic I, was this yours? Kevin, your topic idea, or Ragnar's? Or, or was it both of yours? I think me, but... Yeah, I can't... I, 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 I won't swear on anything for it. So anyway, yeah, this was a topic suggestion that we were... We had one night when we were, we were talking with Ragnar, so I couldn't remember who's... It wasn't mine, so... Um, so, for my last one, I was dating my wife, um, so I should put some context into this. Uh, I used to work straight night shifts when I first met my wife. Um, I would work... It was kind of a sweet shift, actually, but it also sucked at the same time. I only had to work seven hours a day, but I got paid for eight, and I got paid for my lunch. So I literally would work from like 12.30, well, 12.30 to 7.30 in the morning, and then that was it. Um, Monday through Thursday. Sunday night, I would still have to come in. I'd have to work from 10.45 till 7.30, but it wasn't that bad. Um, but they paid us for our, for our full week because we were stuck on graveyard shift all the time. So it was kind of like a little perk that they would throw our way um, where they paid us like our full wage, even though we technically didn't work it. Um, so anyway, I would come home from work. And this is when I moved to Barhead. And I actually just lived around the corner from my my now wife, but my, my girlfriend at the time. So I'd get home at like, I don't know, 8.30 in the morning. And then I'd walk over to her place. Um, because she ran a day home at the time. And um, I knew she would be up. And it usually took me like an hour to unwind after I got home. So I'd walk over there have a little breakfast, and then from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning, we would watch Young and the Restless on NTV, which is a TV channel that comes from Newfoundland. But for whatever reason, they air new episodes of the Young and the Restless before any other TV station in the world. Um, like, so... Like, if you watch it on CBS, they're actually a day behind NTV all the time, which is which is crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how that happened, but, um, you know, they they, they preface, like, it's been a few years since I watched it, but they, they used to preface, you know, this is the world premiere episode of The Un and the Restless. I was like, oh, cool. So I'd sit there, watch it with Crystal because she was into it. And then over time, I just I, I got into it. I'm like, I'm I want to know what happened to this character. I want to know how, what happened to that character. 
it got so much so that uh, you know those little periodicals, those little digests books that you can buy at the grocery so counter. Yep. Yeah. I we would buy You understood them. what they were talking about? Well, he he works in a library, so he he knows all no, that. No, I mean you. Of. If you were watching the soap oh. operas, you understood the drama yeah. they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I I because no because um Young and the Restless was on CBS. So I I would buy the CBS digest, CBS soaps. Yeah. Um and then yeah, it, you know, we would just um watch that and we we did that for about three or four years no actually like geez we, we did it longer than that i think i want to say like five or six years we watched you know and then it just i don't know they kind of had like a writing slump or i don't know what it was i i also wasn't working that shift anymore um so and plus, I wasn't, you know, looking to impress my, my wife anymore, like, once we got married. <laughs> so, it's like, I'd come home from work, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bed now, you know. I I already got the, the ring on the finger, you already said yes, we signed all the documents, I don't need to, you know. Not that I didn't enjoy our time together watching Young and the Restless on the couch, um, you know, while she was babysitting, um, her children and... and, and uh, other children um but at the same time it's like I, I as i get older i enjoy my sleep so I, i'm just gonna go straight to bed um so we kind of fell out of it you know um kind of the same it was honestly it was around the same time i got out of watching wrestling um i don't know i just other things were coming up kids were so i was spending more time with the, with my stepchildren we're doing doing more activities i was coaching uh, you know, t-ball and soccer and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, things just kind of fell by the wayside. Um, we did get watched into watching Coronation Street years later, and we kept that up until this year. Like honestly, it was earlier this year we kind of gave up on it because we were so far behind because we were watching so many Edmonton Oilers games that it became too much of a chore to keep up. So we just kind of gave up on Coronation Street. But you know, maybe one day we'll revisit it. I don't know. So anyway, that's my, that's my last one. Uh, Lillian, uh, do you have another? Um, so being my my next one is actually uh, it's funny. So when I met Dan, we obviously connected over our shared love of nerd things, mm-hmm. and he was able to actually show me things I had never watched before. Like he introduced me to the Doctor Horrible sing along. Oh yeah. And I was like, how have I never watched this? Oh my goodness. But one thing is after we had Gwen, the pandemic happened and everything mm. shut down. And so I I love certain Marvel things very much. Like I'm I always was more of a comic than the movie girl. Mm-hmm. Um but Dan was adamant that we were going to sit down now that we had a baby and he was laid off and there was a pandemic, so we couldn't go anywhere. We were going to properly watch all of the Marvel movies because I hadn't seen them. Mm. And uh, I had seen some of them, but not. I, I, I refused to watch. I refused to watch. Which was the first one with Endgame? Uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. I refused to watch Infinity War because I knew it was a two-parter and I can't do a two-parter. 
Um, and of course it got spoiled anyway, so I knew everything that happened. And now when it, when it Endgame came out, I was like, no, it's fine. I've already seen the spoilers. Like, I know everything that happens. He's like, no, that's not good enough. But you can't <laughs> watch this without watching everything else. And I was like, fine. So we watched every single Marvel movie that was, uh, I, I basically at that point, I think I'd watched Thor, but I'm not a big Natalie Portman fan. So I was like, I hate this. So I didn't watch it. And I was at the same time, when you think of when Thor came out, the superhero movies still weren't such a big thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, I prefer the comics. So this is stupid. Um, and then as we went through the rest of them, like I, I realized that maybe I had a small bias towards some of the movies. Mm-hmm. So and I thoroughly I actually really did enjoy some of them. Um, for the life of me, I don't remember. Uh, any of more of the Thor movies really uh, that much. No, we watched it. We watched Ragnarok in theaters. I'm sorry. Peanut gallery, but that was my favorite. Now I can actually say I've watched all the Marvel movies sort of up until a line when once we had Gwen, both of us going to the movie theater wasn't really an option. Mm. So I would send Dan because he would love to see it with his humans. And then if it was worth watching, I would watch it at home. Mm. But Dan inter- he he basically just made me watch all of them and I'm I'm grateful that he did. Yeah. Now I know things. Yeah. Um I used to I, I never had to drag Crystal to the Marvel movies because she Crystal's one of those girls that is just happy to go out to a movie. Like she'll she can go watch the absolute worst reviewed movie. And she's just happy that she got to go out and get some popcorn and sit in a seat and get out of the house. God, I wish I could be like that. Yeah, I, I envy her sometimes. Because I've walked into the living room and I see some of the trash she's watching. I'm like, and she'll stick it out. And I'm like, wow. You you know That, she deserves an award. Yeah, she, she really does. But anyway, um, yeah, I took her, oh, well, I took her and the kids minus the baby because Shelby would have been a baby at the time I think she stayed with my mom but we went and saw Iron Man 1 and yeah she was a, she she enjoyed it like she went to quite a few I think few that was those. another thing because I'd watched the first Iron Man and then just stopped mm. that one too uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure most of them except for Spider-Man I, I, I love like I'm an, I love Spider-Man I will watch anything Spider-Man um, but I just kind of stopped because it hadn't turned into this huge thing yet and it just because they were so spread out it didn't mm-hmm. make sense to me i we'd never had anything like this before where you had 20 movies with an over you know an over like a, a thorough arch between yeah. all of them like they had an overextending storyline so that was brand new like there had been tv series that sometimes did it but just like if star trek the entire episode was the arc and then you have other things where there may be like a subplot running through it. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. But this whole tying movies together into this giant network, not a thing. Unless yeah. you count Hallmark movies. We don't talk about those. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and they did a fantastic job. You know, and that's what we wanted from DC as well. But unfortunately, they. That's an entire. We could, <sighs> we could just do an entire DC bashing everything they did wrong. But... Yeah. And 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 I it just sucks that we have to do that because, <clears throat> you know, I, I I was rooting for them. You know, they had they had it all there, they just executed it so wrong, so wrong. 
but I digress. But no, that's awesome that uh, that uh, you ended up um, catching up to the the Marvel Mill films. Have you wa- have you caught up with the newer ones? Not as much now. Um, I'm a few behind. I haven't seen the new Ant Man. Yeah, I me have no interest in watching Black Adam. Um. Hmm. Peanut Gallery. Uh, and I, I think, I think I'm mostly up to date. Otherwise. Yeah, I'm so behind. Like I haven't seen the Marvels yet. I, I haven't watched. Oh no, I haven't watched the Marvels. Unfortunately, I do know the spoiler end credits because my friend's son was tagged in it, and I'm like, oh, hmm. oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, from from uh, Wandavision. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't watched the Marvels. I never. I don't like watching the the Sony stuff, like the Morbius and the Venoms, and I, I don't watch those. Um, I missed. I only made it through halfway through Wakanda Forever, and I gave up. And yeah, Ant Man. I just. Uh, I just can't bring myself to do it. I, I, I loved, I loved that first movie. I wish they would have just kept doing the the small heist things, you know. But anyway, um, but Black Adam, like, yeah, it's a DC movie. I think that's what your husband was saying. Um, that's probably what he was saying because I did it again. I, I, I marvelled when I, I DC'd when I should have marvelled. Well, it's completely understand Black Adam, Black Panther, <laughs> you know. But I, I do I do want to watch that one just because it is like Shazam related and I'm a Shazam guy. But apparently he made like a huge fuss about making sure mm-hmm. that he wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Which is too bad because you know, like that'd be like doing a Lex Luthor movie where he doesn't meet Superman. Like he meets <gasps> I need someone else. Quick segue, random segue. What do you think of the new fan casting for Lex Luthor? The, the next cat the new casting. The guy who played Hank McCoy in the the X Men the the yeah. last few X Men movies, yeah, I think he I think he'd be good. You know, he's he's a good actor. You know, of I think course, Lex Luthor is fantastic. I yep. just I I need to I need to know how they're going to make him Lex Luthor. Well, you definitely got to shave his head. You know, well, yeah, or give him red hair because a lot of people don't realize Lex Luthor actually began with red hair. And then yep. eventually it was seen he would be more menacing if he was bald because, you know, back then bald people were looked down upon a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, until they, until Captain Picard came around and was like, fuck this shit. Bald guys are cool. <laughs> um, and Captain Sisko. But, um, yeah, I, you know, uh, I think he's a good actor. I've seen him in other things. I can't, I can't quite remember where i've seen him besides that but no have you seen the movie warm bodies yes he's the zombie okay um and then if you've ever heard of the show catherine the great he plays king pita or emperor pita okay yeah um he's yeah he's been around yeah no i i I think he's a good choice. Oh, like, and he was an X. He was, uh, yeah, no, he was Beast in X Men, wasn't he? Yeah, in the first class yeah. and and yeah. Days of Future Past and I, Apocalypse, and then whatever that last one was that I didn't watch. Yeah, 
Phoenix saga again. I, I don't Me. know. But anyway, yeah, he was that guy. Um, he also had a cameo in Deadpool 2. Because um, he was the one that closed the door, like, when they walked past that room. And oh, yeah. Deadpool's got his back to the all the X-Men in that room, and then Hank quietly closes the door. Um, but, uh, no, I, I think he could be, a, like, he's definitely better than uh, Jesse Eisberg. That was just terrible casting. Miles away better. Miles away. And yeah, if you're gonna have a younger Superman, it makes only it would make only sense to have a younger Lex. Um, and I'm kind of interested to see how they how they approach this, because um, like f- when it comes to Superman, I don't mind them switching things up a bit, um, just because you know Superman was made at a certain time and a certain way. Um, you know, I don't need to see Clark Kent as a, as a reporter. Like, that was one of the things I liked about the first Snyder movie. It seemed like he was getting away from that. And then he went to that, went back to that, which I, which I'm sure was a studio mandate. So, you know, I, I, you know, and one of the things I really liked about Smallville was that whole dynamic of Lex and Clark actually having been friends. I thought that was neat. I was like, huh, you know, and then you kind of see, as the show went on, you know, Lex kind of, you know, using air quotes, going to the dark side, um, you know, so I'd be kind of interested to see if, you know, they start out as friends maybe, or, 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 or what happens, but, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's great casting, um, but anyway, did we go around for round two already? I can't remember. Did you? Did you guys? No, okay. I done okay, Kev, take it away. Who's who's your 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 number two? Okay. So um, my ex when we first started, and you know, going through just talking about things that we like and things we've gone through and all. Mm-hmm. She mentioned a show, and I said, you know, I remember when I was a lot younger, and it first came out. I watched the first episode, and I didn't like it, and I never went back to it. And it was her favorite show, and she said, you're absolutely ridiculous. I'll watch the whole thing again right now. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. And I'd I'd seen, I'd had another ex that enjoyed the show as well, and I just never bothered with it. I think I watched one or two episodes. I was like, it's okay, but I don't really care. But we went and marathoned Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. And had to line it up. Because when stuff crosses over with Angel, we had to yep. make sure we're, you know, well, right there with it. And I thought Buffy was absolutely incredible. Loved it. Got like I and it's such a touchstone now, which I I realize too. Like if it comes up in conversation with people now, mm-hmm. I will tell people. The musical episode, Once More with Feeling, I think is one of the best episodes of any TV show ever. Absolutely. It's just so brilliant, so smart. It progresses so much of the story of the entire show, not just like an episode, a season, like the entire show. So much happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant and just good, too. The music's just flat out good for it. Catchy as hell. But there's so many good episodes and good characters. No, it's not perfect. But there's but so it's so much good. Yeah. Like 
it's got, so good. Like if you did like a, a ratio of how many are good to and not even bad, just you know, meh. Uh, 80-85% are really good. Honestly, I can only think of one season that was kind of like, meh, this isn't really the best. Still, It's still okay. It's still better than much more other shows, but it's not as good as you, this show can be. Mm-hmm. But it was so good. I would, I would go through the whole thing again. Yeah. And then, like, and, and I, I know Joss became problematic, mm-hmm. we'll say, later on. Yeah. But because of that, like, all right, then I watched Angel. And then I did Dollhouse, which I loved. And it's so good. And, you know, a lot of other things they did, even, even like, um, the Buffy comic and some of the tie in stuff. Like, there was one called Frey. Which introduces a weapon, which then that weapon ends up in the last season of Buffy. Like, there's just so much mm. going on. It's such a fun thing to deep dive into. Yeah. And, and I know if I did it now, I'd be watching stuff, and there'd be some things that'd be like seeing an old friend. I'm like, oh, I remember this. I love that. I haven't seen it in forever. And there'd be other things that I'm like, I completely forgot about this, and it's hitting me totally different now. Yeah. Yeah, that's one show that I haven't completed. Um, I enjoyed it, uh, but I just got tied up. So it was like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I want to say. Um, and I couldn't find it streaming anywhere in Canada at the time. Um, but Walmart was selling the seasons for like $10 a piece. So I went and bought the, all the seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, so I was watching them on disc. I think I made it to the end of season two, but I had watched the first couple seasons on and off when they originally aired because I was still living at home at the time and my sister watched Buffy. So like we only had one TV, we only had one satellite receiver. So basically you watched what everyone was watching. We took turns and you know, so I would watch Buffy with her. I watched Beverly Hills 90210, like you mentioned, Kev. I got I got into that show quite a bit, so I get a lot of the references and and stuff. And even like when when I like got out of the house because 90210 kept going. I want to say till the mid 2000s um, ish. Um, I remember going to work and talking with some of the guys at work, and they were watching Beverly Hills 90210 um, to find out like what was going on and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Buffy is one of those, yeah. Like we were getting towards the end, but I already, I already know how season two ends because that was the whole when uh, what's his name goes bad and then tries to kill her, and then she kills him, but then he comes back and. Um, Angel. That's what I'm thinking. Angel. Um, but unfortunately, I never did get back to rewatch. Now I think it's streaming on Netflix or something now. So now I can watch it whenever. Along with all the other 10,000 shows that I have to watch. So, <laughs> But it but it is good. You know, um, there's a podcast I used to listen to called the Atomic Geeks Podcast. And I, I still listen to them from time to time. But they don't put out a lot of new episodes. 
they're all Buffy fans. So listening to them talk about Buffy is what got me into seeking out the DVDs to watch it because they were all fans of Buffy. Like that, they said it's their favorite superhero show. Like at the time. Um. So yeah, it's you know definitely a a, a good choice. That's for sure. All right. Um. Has everyone had their their picks thrown out there? I got my yeah. two in. Okay. Yeah. So um, we got a few more minutes. If you guys want, we could uh, go do a round of brain candy. If you want, talk about what we're watching, reading, and listening to. If you if you guys want, maybe our you know our listeners would be interested. So it shouldn't take long. Uh, I haven't been doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So uh, we'll start with you, Lillian. Have you been reading, watching anything uh, new? Unfortunately for our uh, book club, I didn't finish the book this month because mm. of the voice that was reading it on the audiobook. Oh. I couldn't oh. get through. Um, it was a lovely book called, um, oh, goodness. All the Quiet Places. Um, and it's about a young boy and his indigenous journey. It takes place some partially in the Okanagan and uh, where I where I live and his journey with his family and just the, the dynamic at the time. I think it's the 1950s. And this is long before, like, there's even power on the reservation kind of thing. And it's just an entirely different view. And I think if I had the book in my hands, I could read it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the narrator on the audio book was just a little it just I couldn't listen to it. Um, no offense to the dude, but just not a thing I could do. Um, but the new book that it's my month to pick. So I picked, um, I think it's called everybody is lying or something like that, or everyone in here is lying. And so I'm going to enjoy that one. What? Excellent. Yeah. Um, otherwise, um, we're just waiting for season two of Reacher to come out. Yes. uh, In a week. So yep. we might, might we binge watched uh, Reacher with my son because he hadn't watched it. So we did that, which was fantastic. Um, I started trying to watch Blue Bloods again mm. uh, just because I was like, well, let's see if I can get into this. But it's slowly not working. Um, some friends of mine and I are doing a bad movie night marathon uh, and we each get to pick a movie. And we started with like the 1980s Mario movie. And then we did mm. Velocipaster, which mm. is amazing. <laughs> so beautiful. And uh, my pick, which was last week, my pick was the Vanilla Ice uh, Cool as Ice movie from 1991. So interesting. Uh, that was it was a trip to show my friends because yeah. it's like a really bad music video and the soundtrack is amazing. But the entire premise of the movie it it it, it made it was it cost 6 million dollars to make it made 1 million dollars in theater it bombed but it is something that to this day i will stand behind that it is just a cinematic masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> in so many bad ways like how many ways can be like jawline shot of vanilla iced hair shot of vanilla ice he's got glasses on he's all badass like it's just so good oh vanilla ice is kicking all the bad guys and they're all in the hospital. Oh, look, they just drove a motorcycle through a wall because you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. So we've just been kind of just 
that's that's what's what's got us going. Like I haven't read anything else. Oh, I did purchase three books at a convention though. We did a Comic Con and so I have purchased new books. I just haven't gotten around to reading them. And it is NaNoWriMo, so I have as of tomorrow, I have four thousand words left to get, but I have written a novel this month. Oh nice. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Excellent. Um, as for myself, I'm still catching up on the backlog of comics that I've been neglecting. Um, thankfully, I, I find I'm not re- like I'm not wanting to purchase a lot of newer comics. So, but I am excited to read because uh, Jason Aaron's went over to DC Comics and he's writing a Batman book. So I got the first issue of that. I'm looking forward to checking that out. I haven't checked it out yet, but um, real real quick, uh, new season of Rick and Morty. Uh, I had mentioned this last episode, I think we recorded, um, where, you know, cause they, you know, they fired Justin Roiland. He was the voice of Rick and Morty. So they brought in voice actors to take their places. I got to say they're doing a great job. Um, it, you know, as the episodes progress, I'm noticing it less and less. Um, and, um, yeah. And I got to say episode five of this season was one of those mind-blowing episodes. Like, it was like a holy crap, this could have been the series finale. It was so good. Um, I, and totally unexpected. Like I said, I figured this episode we would see, because supposedly they're going to like 10 seasons. They have a deal with um, uh, Cartoon Network. No, is it Cartoon Network? One of those? Um, and... Um, or Adult Swim, sorry. And, you know, they, they're going, like, they've contracted to do ten, 10 seasons or something. This is season seven, but I really thought this episode would have been, like, the series finale or the penultimate episode, but it was just amazing to see. It, 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 definitely one of the best episodes they've ever done, like, easily on the top five. Um, and then last but not least, The Crown Season 6 Part 2 came out. Uh, it was just four episodes. Part, or sorry, Part 1 came out. Part 2 comes out, I want to say December 14th, I believe. Uh, so this, these four installments basically are used to chronicle the last, uh, couple months of Die. Um, her last couple months when she started dating Dodie, you know, like the, the complications like with Camilla not being accepted into the family and all that kind of stuff. And then the penultimate episode this season leads to the, the crash in Paris, which I think I, I'm going to give them kudos. I think they handled it very well. I mean, they could have been handled very poorly, but they handled that very well. And they handled the aftermath very well. Um, so every 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 new se- like every uh, couple seasons they changed the cast. So last season then season five they changed the cast again. So the the new actress that was playing Die, I wasn't a big fan of. I'm like, she like I don't know. She just she's not. You know, I'm not seeing Die. Uh, but this season, it's the same actress, and she embodies Die. Like, I was like, yes, she is doing such a good job. Um, like, she definitely grew on me. And 
<clears throat> I can't remember the name of the actor, but the guy who plays Charles um, does a really good job. Like, he really makes Charles look good. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll get, I guess there's probably four more episodes in December, and then that's it. The crown is done. And it looks like it's going to shift more towards what we've experienced in the last 15 years with the Royals. You know, like they, like they, like the little preview they showed, like you're going to see William and Kate's wedding. I, I, I'm assuming we'll see someone playing Meghan Markle, maybe Meghan Markle herself, because she's got to deal with Netflix. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, th I thought it was, a again, the crown is one of my favorite shows. Uh, whenever a new season comes out, I'm always binging it and, um, yeah, they've been doing a great job. And also, again, another mention to the, T the Apple Plus series for all mankind. It's the best show that nobody I know watches except for me. It's such a good show. Um, maybe it's because it's on Apple Plus. People don't want to watch it. But Apple Plus has some good shows. They've also got the Foundation show. Um, that's kind of... Well, they have a lot of one-off shows and, and stuff like that, but... Uh, but, um, found, you know, the new season's foundation was fantastic and, um, for all mankind, it, it's, it's awesome. It's a great show. Check it out. Um, all right. So who didn't go, uh, Kevin, what, what do you got this week for brain candy? All right. So pretty much the only <clears throat> new thing other than, you know, stuff I'm still continuing with or watch all the time or whatever. Well, a new thing is I am trying Squid Game the Challenge on Netflix. Mm. Done two episodes. So if I'm understanding correctly, they're doing five episodes, taking a little break, which actually the next batch might be up as we record or the next day. Um, then they're releasing four or five more. Those will be up for a week or two. And then they're going to release the finale as a separate episode, if I, okay. if I remember correctly. So time to get invested, then time to go up to penultimate episode, and then finally the last episode. If I if I remember correctly, that's the way they're going to break it up. Hmm. So I've only done the first two so far, but fascinating. And hmm. I I kind of fell off because... It was probably on when I was watching something else, and there's just so many episodes. But, like, for years, I watched Survivor and Amazing Race. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, Amazing Race, I always felt, is more skill. And Survivor's more manipulation. But this Squid Game Challenge one is both. Mm -hmm. Like, there is you know, intelligence to it and knowing how to play the game and all, then there's also like, you know, the, the mental game and okay, uh, what's better? Is it better for me to be a leader and have a whole group around me? And then this group can all work together and benefit me. Or does that make me a target? Am I all of a sudden seen as a threat? Mm -hmm. You know, there's things happening and I want to be first in line for, okay, if I'm first in line, does that mean I get, the good thing or my first in line to get a bad thing. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, I'm not going to know until it's too late, but either way I want to be first. Like just 
all the all the different personality types yep. of people, you know, and and everyone can justify this is what works for me and this is what I think will allow me to win. And you're like, yeah, I, I could see that. I understand. And very good editing on the show to create heroes and villains and drama and karma and everything that probably didn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. But again, that is very good to get you engrossed in it. You're like, oh, that person got what's coming to them. Oh, I, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, I, you know, I mean, it draws you right in. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So I, I, I will enjoy continuing it. I have no idea who's gonna win. I don't even know who I want to win. You know, I'm not like overly invested in anyone yet. Mm-hmm. But I, another couple of episodes, I'll probably get there. But I'm, I'm enjoying the hell of it, and I can't wait for the next season of that show, hmm. which is probably like another year off. I'm guessing. Yeah, one of my one challenge, of... it's not. Sorry, Chris, it's not like overly violent or anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely you know, not, not like the like, show. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And it's like, oh, okay, um, here's the red light, green light. Obviously, we're not shooting people. We're not having blood or anything. They got like little ink packs that explode when you move, and that's how you know you're out. So it's like mm. a, a black ink pack explodes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that works. You know, instead of falling to your death, you fall into like you know a crash pad or whatever. Like, yeah, it 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 could be on network TV and be fine and safe. That's cool. So it's kind of kind of like American Ninja Warrior, similar to that. In a Sorta. way, but that elim- like for some of the stuff, yes, but then that eliminates the other part of the game there. Mm. You know, where they're they're figuring stuff out and it's like you know, figuring out their alliances, figuring out who to trust, figuring out, you know, is it best to stay off radar or be or be the radar pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to it, but then there is the competitions and challenges, and you can tell that a lot of players are like, oh, well, I watched the show, so I know what's going to happen, so there's some things they purposely switch up. Mm. Just be like, okay, you think it's going to go this way because that's the way the show goes, but that's not what we're doing at all. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, one of my coworkers was actually talking about that today, that he was watching it, so I have to check it out. Um, but real quick, I just wanted to ask Lillian, um, cause you mentioned Reacher. I also love that first season of Reacher. Looking forward to the next season of Reacher. Why does this guy not have a superhero franchise? Like he is amazing. Well, haven't you seen him? Have you seen Titans? I did. Like he was, he was Hawk and he should have got his own show. He should have. He was fantastic. Like, this dude, um, you know, he, just listening to him talking, he's just such a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed, like, I, you know, in order to become Reacher, he was told that he had to gain 30 pounds of muscle. And he did that, and it ended up maiming his body. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I can see, like, he's been in things, but I think this is one of those moments where someone who's been in Hollywood for a while has that fork at the road where they're either going to blow up into mm-hmm. something amazing or they're just going to stay quiet and just put out good content, you know. 
Yeah, I, I I really liked him, and like I didn't watch all of Titans, but I did watch the first couple seasons, and yeah, he was the like, and also um, Minka is it Minka Kelly, who plays Dove. I want to say that's her name. I'm not sure. Whoever she is, she's amazing. Yeah, she's a beautiful actress, really well. Like they worked, they had good chemistry. Like that should have been a spinoff show. Like if DC was going to make a you know a, a live action show, do it with those actors. But in the in the Titans context, like not the WB goofy soap opera context, but in a real you know um, lived in universe of superheroes. Like I think, yeah, yeah he was amazing. Um, so fantastic. And my favorite thing is that there's the moments in Reacher where. They just it just takes them like making a face at someone and they're like, yeah, he's a big guy. You you don't do that. And that's what the whole Reacher was supposed to be. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. just I'm just so excited for season two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not like uh, Tom Cruise in that movie that they did. That's not the way Reacher is supposed to be. He's actually supposed to be a big dude. Um but yeah, I honestly that guy could be Captain America. Like if if they needed to recast, I love Chris Evans. God bless Chris Evans. I want him to continue as Captain America. No offense to Anthony Mackie. Um, Did you know he got married? Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> I know exactly. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> yeah, but to each their own, man. Like I mean, she's an adult. He's an adult. You know. You find your connections where they are. Like, you know, it's consenting adults. Like, I don't know. I know, like, um, the original, the guy who played uh, Scotty on the original Star Trek, his name's James Doohan. His last wife that he had, she was 40-some years younger than than him. He was actually older than his father-in-law. Oh, gosh. But, you know, they were happy. They had a son together. Um, You know, unfortunately, he didn't grow up seeing his dad very much because his dad died. But, I mean, his dad left him a legacy. He left him, you know, uh, a nice home and and a loving mother. And, like, they they had a good relationship. You know, like, yeah, there was years between them, but it worked. You know? Anyway, I think we can call this an episode before we get ourselves into trouble. Um, <laughs> so before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. So I'll go first. Um, so if you want to check out what kind of comic books I'm picking up each week, go to my blog. It's uh, at randomnerdness.blogspot.com, and it's Chris's comic weekly comic book picks. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you, sir? All right, you can find me across most social medias, except the newest ones. I'm going to wait and see which ones went out mm-hmm. before creating more accounts. Yeah. Uh, but you can find me across most social medias at Hellion's Team. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I, I haven't even tried. There's one called Blue Sky or something. and Yeah, Blue Sky and Threads. I'll just wait and see what actually wins and sticks around, and then I'll create one. But I'm not not creating an account for every other, you know, social media that comes and goes anymore. I'm done with it. It's yeah, too me much to too. Track of. And 
I just like like I like I know we talked about this before, but like a couple of years ago, I downloaded Snapchat because a lot of people I work with that are younger were like, "Oh, we don't, we're not on Facebook, you know, join Snapchat and then you can message me there." And it's like I couldn't mm-hmm. find anybody. I'm, I felt nope. like that. I felt like that old guy that is given a VCR and doesn't know how to plug it in. And it's like, yeah. why isn't it showing me movies now? Like, that's how I feel. Like, I'm that old. So, like, I just gave up, and I just, I, I don't talk about it anymore. But, anyway, I'm Facebook. I'm old school. I'm, according to my daughter, that's for old people, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> uh, Lillian, where can, we, where can we find you? Apparently, I'm an old person. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. It's Queen Zombine. Um, or I think if you look me up, it's still LilyBean84. But if you type in Queen Zombine, you will find me. Um, and that's pretty much just the only place that is. I know I'm on I'm on Instagram. If you want to just harass me and see weird photos of my life, it's LilyBean84. Lillian, I think it's Lillian underscore Nelson. Either way, you'll, if you want to find me, go stalk me. Um, Excellent. Otherwise, I'm just... I'm just me, a nerd who does a thing. Excellent. Um, so some programming notes, and I know as soon as I throw this out there, things will change. I'm sure of it. <laughs> just the way it goes. Uh, we do have a Trek 1701 podcast planned. Uh, this is with the beta crew. This was with uh, Stephanie and Ray and Ragnar and myself. Uh, so we plan on recording that, I believe, next week. Um, then we'll have another episode of Geek Fallout Reloaded, just wrapping up the news for the year. Um, and then for the final podcast of 2023, it'll be the 2023 Chris Lockhart Christmas special. So that, uh, well, I'm hoping to get, uh, everybody involved in some way or another, uh, for the special. Uh, I, I haven't sent out the details yet. I'm going to be doing that in the next day or two. Uh, it's going to be a little different this year. I'm, 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 I'm trying something different. So we'll, we'll see how that works. So that'll be the last episode of the year going into Christmas. And then early in January, we'll do our New Year's wrap roundup of, of 2023. And resolutions. And resolutions. And we'll see how many of our resolutions from the previous year we actually did, which mm-hmm. I know I know I didn't do very many. But. <laughs> you know, you, it's a new year. You're so excited and you get all, you know, you you know this is my year and then as the year starts progressing you're like shit i'm not gonna have enough time and i'm saying this like in march but anyway um yeah so that i guess we'll call this an episode so i thank you dear listener for taking the time to listen to the pop culture pub my name is chris lockhart i was joined by my co-hosts lillian knelson and kevin decent uh, this was our episode about talking about being introduced to pop culture through a previous relationship or whatever. Uh, it was a fun topic. Um, oh, also, I was also asked when we would be getting back to discussing 80s movies. Because we that was something we were doing over oh. the summer. And then we kind of got sidetracked. And then, you know, there, it was a lot of craziness, you know, in September and October for me in particular. Um, so that, that'll probably be the first episode of Pop Culture Pub in, in the new year. Um, so it'll be like mid-January, maybe towards the end of January, we'll get back to, uh, discussing some 80s movies. So that is on, on the horizon. 
But, uh, yeah, on behalf of all of us here, thank you for taking the time to listen to us talk, and we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. Exciting and new Come aboard We're expecting you And love Life's sweetest reward Let it flow It floats back to you Something for everyone Set a course for adventure Your mind on a new road path And love Won't hurt anymore It's an open smile 